The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDD, is where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they're fun, they're funny. Who doesn't need to laugh nowadays? Everybody needs to have a smile every once in a while. A cheerful heart does make like medicine. Also, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Any headline, any station, any internet, any magazine, you know. He's coming, right? Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we're the people that just listen and listen and listen and listen and don't do, 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 do. Or we could be doers of the word. That's good, too. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Great question. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. What do you do when you face trials that you're not prepared for? Wait. What do you do when you face trials that you are prepared for? It doesn't work just one way. It works both ways. How do you handle it beyond the Wednesday evening gathering, beyond the Sunday morning where the saints are all collective and everybody's worshiping the Lord and everything is just absolutely wonderful? Till you get in the car and drive out of the parking lot and see that there's more out there. Here's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want you to be able to share with us. And the way to do that, there's a couple ways to do that. If you have a prayer request, by the way, or a praise report, we want you to be able to do that as well. All you got to do is call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. And that is how you know you are sailing in the right direction. Yay! You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Some people like to text. They don't like to call. They're a little uncomfortable with that. They like to be a little bit more anonymous. Totally okay. I'm just telling you the people that are standing outside in front of your yard and yelling, Hey, David! That doesn't work very good. I'm not hearing that very often. In the meantime, you can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to the website 
Well, why would we send you to the website? We have nothing better to do than to send you to the website. That's why. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okie dokie. Artichoke, that's our big theological term here. A couple things to catch you up on. Many of you know already, for those who do not, I will be in surgery tomorrow. If you think that they're going to try and fill the empty space between my left and right ear, you are incorrect. It is way too vast for that. But they are going to work on my knee, which somehow has many things in it, apparently not all the necessary things in it. So they will be working on that. I do want you to enjoy the replays. We have heard some encouragement for some of our callers. And I will tell you, on more than one occasion, people that have heard a replay have been blessed by something they were really specifically looking for. Just turned out like like by happen, happenstance, right? Not really. But it just turned out that the Lord had them listen at that time and something was playing and it really spoke to them. Does that mean that'll happen for you? I don't know. I hope so. But I'm going to pray that the Lord blesses all of you and all your family and everything you're going through and give you strength. I'll have plenty of time to pray because I won't be moving around very much. Uh, And then I would just ask you to be praying for me. I do want to give a shout out because people were praying for me to help me get my homework done because I wanted to get that done. And I did finish the homework, so I'm very happy about that. Don't have to worry about anything until about Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon where I got to do a little bit more of it, just a little bit. So praise the Lord for that. At least it'll be uh, nice and peaceful as I'm just thinking about going under the knife. No, no. I'm kidding. (laughs) So I don't want anybody to freak out or anything like that. So it'll all be good. But thank you uh, guys for praying for us. And uh, I'll be praying for you. You pray for me. And hopefully somebody will be able to listen to the show and it will really be a timely uh, replay for them. That's what we kind of pray and hope and desire. All right. Before we do all the other stuff that we're going to do, like we're going to do our opportunity for Bible trivia and things of that nature, we're going to first jump into the Word. We are in Psalms chapter 9, and I want to pick it up from about verse 7, and it says this, But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. This is Psalm chapter 9, verse 7, 8, 9, and 10. If you ever watch or if you ever read in the Psalms, it's really kind of cool. Part of the Psalms often will be addressed about God, and then the other parts will be addressed to God. And you just kind of look at that little thing. Remember, these are songs. Psalms are songs. In fact, in the Hebrew, it means songs that uh, that are written unto the Lord. And so it's kind of like a collective acknowledgement of God, and then it's a singing directly to God, which is kind of how you see things take place in your own worship at your own church. First thing I want to make uh, uh, clear is the very first statement, the Lord shall endure forever. You think, yeah, we know. 
Okay. But here's what most people are not aware of. In our society, we're a very microwave society, right? If you don't get your fast food in two minutes, right, you're kind of losing your mind. Things have to happen fast. They have to happen consistently. And the entertainment level that we all have is so high that if we don't get the next thing going right away, we are bored silly. The only way that you can watch a show is to now binge watch it, which means you have to watch 30 episodes in a row just to stay interested. Here's the thing. God is not flaky. Okay? God is not a flake like you and I are a flake. That is no reference to any person who's in politics. God is not one that fades like you and I fade. He does not fade in and of himself, and he does not fade for us. There is no point where the Lord says, I don't don't feel like helping these people today. I'm just, you know, I'm going to just cook marshmallows. And uh, and uh, just have a but I know how to make them really brown and not burnt. So that's what I'm going to do. This is not what God is doing. OK, the Lord shall endure forever. He's not putting up with you for now. And then, oh, I just can't take this. I'm out of here. The Lord is faithful consistently, even if we don't understand it. And even if in our lives, everything is what's the word I'm looking for? temporal, the way that we think of things, and fast and need to happen, and so on and so forth. God is our rock. You want to know what's great about a rock? It doesn't get up and move with the wind. (laughs) It doesn't go, it's windy, time to get coverage. It stays. And the next verse, he says, This, he has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall administer judgment for the people in uprightness. And you're thinking, yep, that really good part right there. You're talking about the Lord. He endures forever. Now you're talking about God being a judge. Here's the great thing about God being a judge. You evaluate yourself and you don't actually have all the facts. You evaluate other people and you definitely don't have the facts. You evaluate things from uh, little uh, news clips or sound bites and little picturesque moments, and you absolutely, positively aren't even close to the facts. But when God evaluates, when God judges, when God declares, the great thing about God is he knows every single nuance involved. He knows when the motive is real, and he knows when the motive is fake. Have you ever noticed that we don't always notice that? We don't always understand that? But God does. And what's great about that is we are able to entrust right judgment to the right being because he has all of the right information. This is why only God determines at the end of it who is in what eternity and how that's going to go. And you want it to be that way because he is reliable and we can count on him. So not only is does he endure forever, not only is he always there for us, but he absolutely evaluates based on the greatest sense of wisdom and understanding, having all information. And because he does that in a compassionate context, we can take a sigh of relief and say, praise the Lord. 
All right, we're going to take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God, Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Get up! And the expression of faith and the results of that expression of faith and that, and, and Jairus responding to ignoring what they had to say, not being afraid, having just a little bit of faith, the results were astonishment that God's workings were so clearly manifest. But I will say this, and I, and I don't have any problem saying this, sometimes you got to just change the atmosphere. And you go, oh, that's not that's not biblical. Jesus kicked them out because they were all naysayers. That's not a that's not a promotion of positive thinking and positive saying. It is a promotion of you're either going to have faith or if you're going to have fear, go over in the other room, get out. Because we need people to have faith. So he clears the air. They make he makes this bold proclamation. She gets up and watch this. This is something that I, I'm telling you. I'm getting this as I'm telling you how Jesus not just raised her from the dead, but then he's ministering to her afterwards. It's not over. The miracle's done. Jesus has gone off on the white horse and is never coming back. He's having her taken care of after she's raised from the dead. He keeps going because Jesus cares about how we're doing. It's not a one and done. That's the old. That's the old uh, uh, evangelist thing. You you blow into town. You blow in. You blow up. You blow out. <laughs> that's not how Jesus did it. He stuck around. He helped. And the parents and the disciples. Can you imagine the amazement? I think the disciples had a little bit more prep, right? Hanging out with Jesus a little, right? But could you imagine Jairus and his wife going, "Okay, what just happened?" Your life changed. That's what just happened. It'll never be the same. You'll never be able to deny deny that Jesus Christ completely rearranged your entire universe. There's some of you out there, you need him to do that. You need to change your atmosphere. You need to you need to ignore what other people are saying. You need to stand firm in your faith. You need to stop being afraid, stop being immobilized, and you need to clear the air and trust and believe God for an incredible miracle that will change life. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station, or KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Okay, are you guys ready? Here comes your first trivia question. Ooh. Is that a nice way to do that? Ooh. In what language was most of the Old Testament given? 
In what language was most of the Old Testament given? If you think you know the answer, you can simply call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That is the question. The question is straightforward. In what language was most of the Old Testament given? That is the question. We will leave it there for you. In the meantime, we will do our DNA, because we need to. DNA, D stands for, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. I cannot stress that. Let me see if I can stress that enough. No, daily. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Ever. If you reject God's word, you're rejecting God. Period. That's not, I can't help you. That's not my, I didn't write it. He did. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you are aware and sensitive to the Lord, right? To the Lord. You're sensitive to the Lord. And then you are also aware of other people's universes, which means your universe is not the only universe, which is what it means when it says consider others more often than yourself. Uh, the text in there, a lot of people say can consider others better than yourself, and people think, well, I should think of everybody else's stuff you know, more than my stuff, and I should think of everybody else as being better than me, and it's like, you know, come on, calm down, Sparks. Okay, take it easy, all right? You just got to make sure that it's not just about you, okay? There's selfless, and then there's selfish. Just remember, bad selfish can get you sick if it's bad fish. All right, uh, question straightforward. In what language was most of the Old Testament, or most of the Old Testament, Old Testament? I can't make that any clearer. Think that through, think that through. Uh, and then reach out to us, 972-445-0770, or text us, 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Listen to this rest of this portion of Psalms. See, so you have to get through certain parts to get to certain parts. That's kind of what you do. You don't want to skip around. Here you have Psalm chapter 9. We just did verse 7 and 8, but the Lord shall endure forever, and he has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall administer judgment uh, for the peoples in uprightness. That's good. We want that. We want it to be true and right. Verse 9, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. So of all the things that God is, because he reigns and he declares and he's in charge and so on, there's this little thing here that you get in the Psalms, and you get them all through the Psalms, by the way, which you have to really appreciate, and that is this. The Lord will be a refuge. Now, I want you to stop because you're just thinking, you think of, you know, a, a refugee camp, and you think of all these things, and it's like, eh, 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 eh. The first definition in the Hebrew for a refuge is when it's raining and you're able to find some type of covering and lean that against a tree like a lean-to so that the rain doesn't fall on your head. That's the first picture definition of a refuge, getting dry from the storm that's taking place on your head. That's number one. Number two is understanding that refuge in the Hebrew also means a secure height, 
a safe place. So, for example, uh, let's say there is a storm going on, and you just happen to be in the tallest tree in the entire area, and you're at the top of the tree, and you're above the clouds, and the storm is below you, and on that tree is a bench that God has built so that you're secure so it doesn't fall over. That's the other meaning of refuge. And when we're talking about refuge in the kingdom of God, when you're talking about the Lord keeping his kids dry, keeping his kids safe, keeping his kids secure, you know that that has to do with times, oftentimes, of trouble or of being oppressed. If you don't think you're oppressed, the devil has got you snowed deeply. Because he's been oppressing God's people in some forms, even if it's just from the yuck of the world. He's been oppressing people for thousands of years. And everything he can do to make you and I trip, that's what he likes the most. That's what he exists in the most, so to speak. And when you're going through trouble— It's good to know that God will either put a protective storm uh, uh, over you, like a protective uh, lean-to over you so you don't get wet, or he'll raise you above it so that you didn't at any point get damaged by it. This is what God does, is he protects. Okay? All right. Now, I got to say something real quick. Roger again had texted me, and he doesn't know I'm going to show this to to Captain Chris. I thought that Roger was not going to be on the, able to listen for a few minutes, but I wanted to see that I've written on the top of this paper in ink, although he can't really read it because it's bad writing. But what I wrote, Roger had, again had written, in your opinion, what did God leave out of the Bible in your opinion? And I wrote my opinion. That's what he left out. So, Roger, I was going to answer you that joke. You didn't give me a chance. You texted me too fast. So anytime somebody has an opinion about the Bible, well, that's cute. (laughs) Okay? But that's irrelevant because only what God has to say matters. Everybody else's opinion is, uh, I don't want to say useless, but useless would come to mind. That would be what I would think. All right. So now I want to continue this because I want you to catch this next portion. I just That's kind of a personal shout-out to Roger again. Okay. okay, so I wanted to catch this next portion. So the Lord also, he'll be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. For those who know your name, so now he's switching it from talking about God to talking to God. For those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Now, right there, that's a huge moment to understand that God is just not out there protecting whatever, whoever, whenever, because they're all breathing. But the great, great part of God is that in the pursuit of God, by the way, if you've never read A.W. Tozer's The Pursuit of God, you should. But in the pursuit of God, that's when you find this closeness. That's where you find the deliverance and the refuge. That's where you find grace where you never thought you'd find grace before. If you seek God, there will not be a breach or a break in anything that takes place between you and God. 
if you use God, quote unquote, let me say that wisely, as an add-on to make a nice part of your life like an apple pie, let me explain to you that God is obligated to you for nothing. But if you pursue God, he has made himself in a commitment to you to say, if you seek me, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to protect you from the north, south, east, and west. Right? That's right. I mean, just think about how God thinks of things, and most people don't realize this, but do you ever, ever think about that passage where it says that God will separate you from the sin, your sins as far as the east is from the west? Here's something funny. There's a north pole and there's a south pole, but there's no east pole and there's no west pole. East and west never touch. No, good one, Dave. Anyway, so here's the bottom line to stuff like that. God will, in your pursuit of him, this is the difference between people that love the Lord genuinely and don't. If you pursue him, if you hunger for him, if you thirst for him, if you want more of him, if five minutes with God a day isn't enough, or 30 minutes a week isn't enough, and you want more, God makes a commitment to you, I'm going to cover you. Now, everybody thinks, well, he's going to cover everybody because that's his commitment to all of humanity. No, that's incorrect. But for those that seek him, there is a valid promise given of God's extraordinary protection that goes way beyond the concept of us or our understanding. Okay? All right. Now, before I answer the trivia, because i got to still answer the trivia, I just want to go back to— what what Roger said, which is really funny. He asked a great question. He goes, what, what, is, what did God leave out of the Bible in your opinion? And so the, the great answer is my opinion. That's what he left out of it because my opinion doesn't matter because God didn't leave anything out of Scripture. We know 1 Timothy 2.15 and 2 Timothy 3.16 talk about that the, that the Word of God is sufficient, giving us all the things that we need. And the reason that that's accurate is because that Word communicates the mind and the heart of God to us. The Holy Spirit leads us, and the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, and we verify that leading that direction by the written words. We have to have something that's a standby that can help us make sure that we're getting it right. So, just so you can understand, God didn't leave anything out of the Bible that you needed. If you needed it, he gave it to you. Okay? Okay. I love that, though. What do you leave out of the Bible in your opinion? My opinion. That's what he left out. All right. Trivia answer. Some people are going to get this a little off. Don't, don't freak out. Relax. Take a deep breath. In what language was most of the Old Testament given? The answer is directly going to be Hebrew. Uh, we're not talking about coffee. We're talking about Hebrew. That's the most direct and simplified answer. There's some Aramaic in there, obviously, especially in the book of Daniel. But in large, the original text and the original communication was in the Hebrew language. Okay? Okay. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. 
Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here, we happen to be people who are able to, you know, go with the Lord while the flow is going, while the river is going, while the joy is going, and then something comes in the way like a pebble, (laughs) like a pebble, and then we trip and we're like, ay, 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 and we don't know what we're doing. Here's the key. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be this superhuman beyond capacity exactly like Jesus in everything you say or do in each moment. That's not happening. The David Spoon Experience. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience.